With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Picture this. A group of politicians from the 13 American colonies come together in this building, right here, to plot what turns out to be a revolution. A contentious Continental Congress needs to set forth some convincing reasons for declaring war. Congress turns to a brilliant 33-year-old aristocrat from Virginia, Thomas Jefferson. In a matter of days, the red-haired wonder writes one of the most celebrated manifestos for human freedom and self-government in the history of Western civilization. The Continental Congress authorizes Philadelphia printer John Dunlap to print 200 broadsides, poster-sized sheets. The document, unsigned, is then rushed to waiting horsemen who put it in their saddlebags and gallop throughout the colonies. See if this revolutionary war is to be won, thousands of farmers and tradesmen must be persuaded to take up arms and fight. And they do. And not many people realize it today, but scholars believe Jefferson intended for the declaration to be performed and not just read. Its words and rhythms were written to be spoken in proud and defiant tones in grand public places. It's a safe bet that the Continental Congress never had in mind a performer like me. That is to say, a black man. Thomas Jefferson was not ignorant of the problem of slavery, of course. He called it a moral and political depravity. And in the original draft of the Declaration, denounced the slave trade as a cruel war against human nature itself. But Congress thought better of this particular item and deleted it. In fact, there was no mention of slavery or black people or of women for that matter in this preeminent statement on the equal rights of man. So it makes you wonder, how could a man who himself held slaves write with such incredible passion and eloquence about human liberation and the promise of a democratic republic? Why, some may ask, do I bring up such embarrassing truths on this glorious occasion? I answer, the real glory of the Declaration of Independence has been our nation's epic struggle throughout history to close the gap between the ideals of this remarkable document and the sometimes painful realities of American life. The Declaration symbolizes the birth of our nation, of course, but also the constant struggle to achieve its ideals. Consider, the words of this document inspired the French Revolution in 1789. 200 years later, the revolt of Chinese students in Tiananmen Square. It inspired Abraham Lincoln to issue the Emancipation Proclamation, Martin Luther King Jr. to fight for civil rights, and women's suffragettes to fight for the vote. This business of fulfilling the Declaration of Independence is a difficult struggle, but it is also an ennobling struggle. Jefferson called the Declaration an expression of the American mind. It is why this nation is so great and why I am so proud to be an American. 
Here now are those sentiments as first expressed in this very place. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with originality of principle or sentiment, nor yet copied from any particular previous writing. It was intended to be an expression of the American mind, and to give to that expression the proper tone and spirit called for the occasion. in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. Every post and every day rolls in upon us independence like a torrent. Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men, that all men, that all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form. As to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. Therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these United Colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And as free and independent states, 
They have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Why so large, Mr. Hancock? So that Fat George can read it all the way from London without using this spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, we light a great torch of freedom. Huzzah! I am an American. I, 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 we are Americans. Our citizenship in the United States is our national character. Our citizenship in any particular state is only our local distinction. By the latter, we are known at home. By the former, to the world. Our great title is Americans. Everybody and welcome to the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. I am cool, Mike, and for Doc Jones, Doc called me just shortly. Um, he had a family emergency and uh, asked if I could uh, come off the bench. So here we are. Well, my friends, uh, <laughs> sometimes you work best under pressure, so say those who are professionals, because tonight's broadcast uh, is dedicated in loving memory of United States Marine Corps Private First Class Dan Bullock. Now listen to this story as I read uh, about Dan Bullock. Private First Class Dan Bullock was born December 21, 1953. He was the youngest American serviceman killed in action during the Vietnam War. Dan Bullock was born in Greensboro, North Carolina. He lived in Carolina until he was 13 when his mother died and he and his youngest sister, Gloria, moved to Brooklyn to live with their father and his wife. He dreamed of becoming a pilot or a police officer or a United States Marine. When he was 14 years old, 14 years old, he altered the date on his birth certificate to show he was born December 21, 1949 processed through the recruiting station, and enlisted into the United States Marine Corps on September 18, 1968, as a, platoon, as a member of the platoon 3039 in Paris Island. He graduated from boot camp on December 10, 1968. Can you imagine that? Bullock arrived in Vietnam on May 18, 1969, and was assigned as a rifleman in the 2nd Squad, the 2nd Platoon, Box Company of the 2nd Battalion, 5th Marines, 1st Marine Division. He was stationed at Ahe Combat Base in Guam, Nam Province. Providence. Excuse me. He was killed instantly by small arms fire on June 7, 1969, during a North Vietnamese Army attack at night while making an ammunition run to resupply. He was 15 years old. 15 years old. We've done a lot of dedications in our day. I don't know how many of them are as emotional and as touching as this one. Fifteen years old. Today on this day, we honor Dan Bullock. Wow, what a true, real hero. 
I will post the link. He is uh he does have a Wikipedia page, so I will uh I will post that post that link. It's Dan underscore Bullock B U L L um O C K. And I have a picture up in the I have a picture up in our description. Anyway. Well cool Mike is in for Dr. C. Robert Jones. And it's time to spread the great word of Barack Obama. You know, I don't understand this. We got GGT in the room, and we got Annie, and we got, you know, all the Red State Radio home, uh, Red State Radio people, excuse me, and like to welcome everyone. But why do they? What is it they don't like about this wonderful President Obama? How is it that so many cannot like the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the President of all presidents, and our first? American black leader in the Oval Office ever. How can you not like this guy? I mean, why and how is it you can't love a man of such convictions who is helping put America back to work with quality fast food entry-level positions? I mean, it's something Rick Perry was certainly proud of he was doing in Texas. I mean, do the blind not see that the depression is now in the rearview mirror? Oh, my God, people just can't see it. All the good things he's doing. I mean, he's feeding us with these bridge cards. He's helping us. He's reaching out so we don't starve. I mean, he's helping to protect our borders with this war on terror. I mean, now we don't even have to worry about anything. The federal government is going to take care of it for us. How can you not like such a communist? I mean, wow. I just don't get how people cannot like this man. Well, does he believe in freedom of the press? Nah, not really. But we don't really need freedom of the press because he will give us the information for us. The right to bear arms. You know what? With all the new police, Department of Homeland Security, and I mean, just on and on and on, now we can fly drones above us and the military can protect the... uh, Country, do we really, really need arms? We have the police to help us. Well, today, as long as Dr. Jones has me filling in for him, I thought I'd help educate everybody on uh, Barack Obama because I just can't understand how people just don't love this guy. I mean, look at all the good things he's done for us. I mean, so what? We're running a, you know, a de- a uh, deficit now three times worse than George W. Dumbshit did. Who cares? What's an extra sixteen trillion? He's helping us. I mean, we don't have to worry about health care because we have his plan. So if you know we want to uh, clean toilets at McDonald's and Burger King, or you know, perhaps we just want to sit around on our brains and think all day, we can be philosophers. And, you know, Annie's pointing out great, and look at the, the land of opportunity. All these undocumented Americans will finally get citizenship. All these good people that Joe Apio and everyone else is just fighting. Barack Obama is helping these wonderful, wonderful people. How can you just not like this guy? I, I, you know, for the life of me, I don't understand it. And, you know, so what? You know, he's going to be raising taxes. And, I mean, come on. Look at the good things this guy is doing. The Constitution actually is way too long anyways. Why why would we even want to keep that document around? It's old. The Declaration of Independence. No good. Oh, man. Well, let me tell you something, my friends. Let's take a look back on history, and then we'll get back to the show. June 19th, 1953. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are executed in the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison in Austin.
June 19, 1953. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are... June 19, 1953. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg are executed in the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison in Ossining, New York. They were convicted of conspiring to pass U.S. atomic secrets to the Soviet Union, a case that gripped America early in the Cold War. 1910. Father's Day is celebrated for the first time in the United States in Spokane, Washington. 1865. In Galveston, Texas, the event behind the celebration known as Juneteenth, Union troops arrive with news that America's Civil War is over and that all slaves in the defeated South are free. 1947. One of the things that artists, writers try to do is to push against frontiers. Salman Rushdie, author of the novel The Satanic Verses, is born in Mumbai, India. Rushdie spent a decade in hiding after Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini ordered Muslims to kill him because his book allegedly insulted Islam. 1986. Len Bias, the University of Maryland basketball star, suffers a fatal cocaine-induced seizure. It happens just days after the Boston Celtics choose him as their first pick in the NBA's draft. And 1962. Singer and dancer Paula Abdul, one of the judges on Fox TV's talent show American Idol, is born in San Fernando, California. Today in History, June 19th, Camille Bohannon, The Associated Press. All righty, well, back to the topic on what a, just what a great president Barack Obama is. I mean, if you look back to some of the really dumb things that President Ronald Reagan said, why would we even like Ronald Reagan? I mean, you know, he built up the military and uh, secured our borders. Um, no, he didn't really secure our borders, but he built up the military. Um, you know, it, just this idea that somehow strength and clarity lead to peace and weakness and ambivalence lead to war, Oh, where, where did that ever think? Where did everyone think peace through strength? <laughs> I mean, Ronald Reagan ever say anything smart anyways? I don't know, but here's a clip. Let's listen to some of his rhetoric. Now, one side in this campaign has been telling us that the issues of this election are the maintenance of peace and prosperity. The line has been used, we've never had it so good. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. The, the key point I'm making right now is that uh, the economy is moving in a positive direction. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? The answer, yeah, it's I'm telling you. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months, and now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We're going to raise the debt limit. Uh, we always have. Uh, we will do it again. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. I have been informed by the, that the majority plans to block consideration of uh, this amendment, which is number 1367, regarding the transparency at the Federal Reserve. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. It said that China has now surpassed Japan as the U.S. government's largest creditor, owning at least 10% of all U.S. debt, perhaps as much as $700 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. President Obama is expected to face tough questions over the U.S. decision to pump 600 billion freshly printed dollars into its economy. Now, the move is an attempt to revive the country's finances, but will result in the devaluation of the dollar. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. We've got to give them a stake 
in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours. You'll construct a legal regime to make indefinite detention legal. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. For some trips, it'll be faster than flying, without the pat down. Anna was, was picked to go through. Pretty much everybody except the baby was, was picked to go through. Uh, the, the scanner. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Damn America, that's in the Bible. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. I've got a core set of values that uh, I think have to be advanced, um, and and that I, my individual salvation depends on uh, our collective salvation. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. We had an election, and it was about a direction for our country. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. In this vote harvesting time, they use terms like the great society, or as we were told a few days ago by the president, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. In the end, in the end, that's what this election is about. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. It, over the course of 10 years, it would cost what it would cost us. It, it, <laughs> All right. Okay. We're going to. The, it would cost us about the same as it would cost. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Listen to Ronald Reagan and all his lies talking about there's some great plot that... Uh, I mean, think about this. When you have government to take care of all these needs, all these worries, why worry about it? I mean, just think about it. We don't even have to worry about paying bills because it's Obama money. Why would we want to get rid of anyone who's giving us his own money? Well, you know, Archie Bunker had a uh, thing about uh, a president who probably next to Barack Obama would be considered the second best president ever to live. His name, well, I can't tell you his name. We'll let Archie Bunker tell it to you. Hey, hey, hey. You're in my chair, Mort. So... I want to sit in my chair. Oh? You're going to get out of my chair? No! Lord, if you don't get out of that chair, you know, i got a way to make you very, very upset. Archie, please! Stay out of this now, Edith. Come on, more. Last chance. Can I get out of there? Get lost. Now i got the secret weapon that can lay this little lady right away. Here we go. This country was ruined by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> you are fat. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Archie, you promise never to say that name again in front of war. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. His whole family was for Roosevelt. That was for two times, but that was it. We didn't know the guy was going to hang on to the job like a pope. Charisma. I don't care if he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> he always had his big mouth open at them fireside 
formed, and one, my friends, from Roosevelt, was worth a barrel full of, let me make this perfectly clear. Oh, now you're wrapping my president, huh? Well, let me tell you one thing about Richard E. Nixon. He knows how to keep his wife pat home. Roosevelt could never do that with Eleanor. She was always out on the loose, running around with the collars. Telling them they was getting the short end of the stick. She was the one that discovered the collars in this country. We never knew they were there. It is a self-evident truth 
that if the president can pick and choose which laws to enforce and which to permit to be violated, if he can decide which parts of the Constitution to follow and which to ignore, if he can treat the law as if he were in a cafeteria, some of this, some of that, none of the other, then we don't have the rule of law and we don't have a president, but instead we have a king. So how is President Obama doing? Pretty bad. He too has signed bills into law stating that he won't enforce them as they're written. He started a war in Libya without a declaration of war from Congress as the Constitution requires. He has appointed hundreds of personal assistants, sometimes called czars, and has given them the power to run vast aspects of the government from the White House, contrary to law. He has permitted federal agents to listen to your telephone calls, to read your mail, and to monitor your keystrokes on your computer, all without search warrants from judges as the Constitution requires. He has put Americans on an assassination hit list and has targeted them for killing, even though they have not been charged or convicted of any crime, much less sentenced to death. He has announced that hundreds of persons captured in the past 10 years in the government's so-called war on terror will not get trials, no matter what the Constitution requires or the Supreme Court says. And he has permitted federal agents to use torture, even though the Constitution itself as well as three treaties and four federal statutes and 50 state statutes prohibit it. What are we to do? Well, you might not be a victim, and you might even hate the victims of the president's lawlessness. But if it goes unchecked, then we are back to that strange-sounding argument in the British Parliament where the king, we call him the president, but he behaves like a king, is not subject to the same laws as the rest of us. And if you permit this president to break the law because he hates your enemy, you are planting the seeds for a future president to break the law because he hates you. As Robert Bolt reminded us in his play, A Man for All Seasons, the law protects everyone's freedom. If we let the president cut down the law to get to a devil, what will we do when the devil turns around and pursues us and there is no law for our protection? We at Freedom Watch will continue to be your night watchmen. But we can only do so if we have the rule of law. From New York, defending freedom every night of the week. Uh, what's this guy talking about? President Bush and President Obama locking up all the bad guys. We don't need to bear no arms. I mean, they're protecting us. They had a Skype caller on the line. Skype caller, welcome. You're on the air. If you don't know who I am, I'm going <laughs> to bitch slap you. Hey, it just came up all once there, Annie. Annie, what do you got to tell me? What what do you got against this wonderful president? I mean, getting rid of the Constitution so we ain't got all those amendments to worry about. No guns. I mean, he's cleaning up the streets. All these people in jail. I mean, I'm not seeing it. I just love this socialist uh, or this communist, not a socialist. I mean, we don't have to work. He's giving us all bridge cards so we can buy food. Help well, you know. You know, I I don't hate him as an individual. I don't disrespect him as the president. However, I do not like his policies. And, you know, you've got uh, our friend, I Vote Obama 2012, in the chat room, and he's a good listener of ours on Southern Sense. And, you know, he, he got a little upset because people were like, I guess he felt they were picking on him. But, you know... You know, you come into a conservative show, you have to understand, you you say something, you're going to take the heat. But unfortunately, President Obama is not able to take the heat. He's not taking the heat of the responsibilities of this presidency. He's not doing his job. And, you know, they they try to impeach Richard Nixon unless, and if if you compare what Richard Nixon did compared to what he's doing, he's violated the laws in far more areas, and no one is holding him responsible. He's violated the Constitution. He's violated the trust of the American people, and no one is holding him up to be responsible for it. Well, of course, if he gets rid of the Constitution, we don't have to worry about it. I mean... The government can take care of all of our problems. Can you imagine that? Now, in the description, I have several pictures of him with the uh, old Soviet Union uh, flag. Uh, one with the American flag, but instead of stars, they got the hammer and the sickle in there. And, I mean, uh, you know, it it is 
it is something else when we have the show dedication is to Dan Bullock, who was 15 years old. He altered his his license, or his not his license, his birth certificate, so he could fight for freedom. Yet, a 15-year-old is showing us the importance of freedom over a president of the United States, a 15-year-old who gives his exactly. life. Exactly. Exactly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a true story. Um, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, passed away uh, a couple of years back, and that's a whole long story because Yanni and I were going between South Carolina and Florida just about every single weekend to help take care of her. And um, what happened with him was it's a kid who grew, grew up in Brooklyn, and he was actually <laughs> getting involved literally with the mob, and he decided to join the Marine Corps. But he was only, again, 15 years old. So he took his buddy's birth certificate and took his buddy's name and entered the Marine Corps. He was two weeks away from graduating from Paris Island down here in South Carolina when he got orders saying he was going to Korea. He wrote a letter to his sister. His sister blew the whistle two weeks before graduation. And you know what? He was the platoon leader, and they turned around. They told him, you know what? When you turn 18, come back, and we'll finish the last two weeks, and you can go back in the Marine Corps. But he was so soured at that point, he never did. But these kids back then had the courage and guts. We've got a ton of kids today that have the courage and guts. You know, you've got American Idol going on. You've got the whatever it is, Greatest American Chef, or what, you've got all these reality TVs, you know, uh, what, what's that one where they put you on a desert island and let you eat just fried? Survivor. Oh, thank you. As if I watched that crap. But you actually have kids who don't care about that crap and are willing to give up their lives to protect our liberties and freedom. And you know what? God bless them. There's still an American spirit here on this continent. Amen to that. Amen to that. Oh, boy. And also, something not to... Uh... Actually, actually i got to say something, because we we got a friend of ours that listens to our show. I vote Obama 2012. He does listen to our show. And if he knows anything about me, he knows I do not hate anyone because of the color of their skin. I hate... I, I don't hate. I dislike someone because of their beliefs and policies. And what I don't, I cannot abide with is the policies of this current president. And no one vetted him the same way they vetted um, Bob Dole, the same way they vetted uh, John McCain, Sarah Palin. They don't put him under the same scrutiny. And why is it you have one measure, measure, for one person, because they happen to be a Democrat or a progressive, and you have a stricter one because they happen to be Republican or conservatives. I don't hate the individual. I just disagree with his policy. And I vote Obama. If you know anything about me, you don't even know that I have an adopted brother who happens to be black, who happened to have died, and we can't get his body, his body back. You know why? Because we're not blood kin, and we cannot bury him, and we have been fighting with Nassau County, New York now for the last two years so we can bury him, but they say because we are not blood kin, we can't do it. Now, where is the racism in that? Oh. Well, Annie, I I wish I could answer for him, but maybe he needs to call in and and answer. But, you know, uh, and Obama, Annie's not a big fan, a big fan of combat, especially on her show. So you got to you got to be reasonable in the chat room. She almost tore me down for attacking our last uh, guest, who believes the country's in shambles uh, only because of Richard Nixon and Jimmy Carter, <laughs> or no Carter and uh, whoever that other whatever that woman's name is. But anyway, also I think another uh, another reason I can't understand why people wouldn't like Obama. The economy now, the depression wasn't a recession, it was a depression. It's in the rearview mirror, Annie. He said so, right on TV. With the recession now in the rearview mirror, now we got Taco Bell. 
would someone please and, go ahead? Would, would would someone please tell me how this recession has been rearview mirrored? Because my husband's a home inspector, and as a home inspector, the last thing people do before they purchase a home is have their home inspected. He is the low man on the totem pole. If a home doesn't go to sale, he doesn't get a job. And I'll tell you what, since the beginning of the year, we've had a total of five jobs. We are in the sixth month of the year. That makes it one a year at approximately $300 a pop. Now, tell me how that is a wage, a living wage. He's self-employed, and we are not eligible for unemployment insurance or any other benefits. But we make ends meet. We manage to make our budget still meet at the end of the month. But tell me how this how this economy is turning around. Well, tell me how it's turning and... around when we don't have the work and the houses aren't selling, construction's not going on, uh, home repairs are not going on. We are, don't have the work. Duh. It ain't turning around, guys. Well, I mean, if you'd let Jesse uh, Jackson Jr., change the Constitution, you wouldn't have to worry about your home because they're going to give us one. And they'll give us well, laptops exactly and iPads. The Constitution is a solid founding document. He doesn't believe it's a cement upon which our country is built. No, it's something so, that's fluid and changeable. It is a document set up for interpretation. Excuse me. It is not a document. It's a set of laws which is why we are a republic. We are based upon a set of laws, and the laws must be followed. Our president is not following those laws. Therefore, it, these are impeachable offenses. Did you, uh, did you hear the clip I played, or was that when you were rebooting on Ronald Reagan, where he says those who have the, the most to lose and the most at stake uh, throughout history, they care the least about government taking over? Oh no! Actually, I had I had seen that original speech. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I played a clip on that. I love that where, where he says that. Well, all right. Here, here's a here's a imitation of uh, that other guy, Thomas. Pa- I, I don't like these guys. These con- people who wrote the Constitution and Declaration. They make no sense. Want to make us worry about uh, having to manage our budget and buy homes and uh, be responsible for our own actions. <laughs> what kind of people are they? Here's Thomas Paine. He's got what some ideas. In 1789 or 1942 or 9-11, if a top government official stepped in front of the people and publicly proclaimed America was a nation of cowards, he would have been run out of the country on a rail, packaged in tar and feathered at least. But that's what happened in 2009, and you did nothing. Have you become a nation of cowards, America? In the greatest show of arrogance and disdain any Congress ever showed any citizenry, your dysfunctionally elite, self-interested, non-representing representatives passed the largest spending bill in history without reading it, and you did nothing. You want them to obey your constitutional mandate and secure your borders, and they ignore you. You ask them to enforce your immigration laws, and they ignore you. You say stop the madness of handing $300 billion of a bankrupted treasury to illegal alien welfare, rewarding them for making a mockery of your laws, and they ignore you. And now in open defiance of the overwhelming will of the people are preparing more amnesty programs. You say stop exporting my nation's vital industries to foreign shores, and they ignore you. You say no to using your money to bail out failed, corrupt, and greedy businesses, and they ignore you. You say implement the E-Verify system so American jobs go to American workers, and they ignore you. If your self-serving Congress were a business, they'd all be in jail now. The biggest traitors among you hold elective office. Only when they feel the almighty wrath of we the people marching in the streets from California to New York shouting we're mad as hell and we want our country back will they get the message they work for you. Wake up, America. While you were playing with the toys of your consumer wealth, you lost much more than your bloated economy of living beyond your means. You lost your representative democracy. Your servants have become your masters. Taxation without representation is tyranny. But still, you look to government to solve problems they created in the first place. You're sucking at the hind tip of a dead cow. Why isn't there a three million person We the People March on Washington? A nationwide taxpayers' revolt. Thousands of cars and trucks surrounding your nation's capital, 
bringing your failed government to a standstill. Democracy doesn't repress power. It unleashes it to we the people. Take it now. They dictated an economic salvation plan to you. Now it's time to stick it to them with a we the people stimulus package. Require all laws that apply to the rest of the country to equally apply to Congress. Start by first removing the elite privileges that place your non-representing representatives above you, not with you. Require all laws that apply to the rest of the country to equally apply to Congress. Repeal Congress's right to vote for their own raises. Balance the federal budget. Force your legislators to do what you now have to do. Live within your means. If you don't, you're committing national suicide. Make Congress pay into the Social Security system. They make laws for it. Now they might be interested in thinking twice before they allow 20 million illegal aliens to reap the benefits of a retirement program the legal citizens paid into all their lives. Long-term power corrupts. Limit Congress from serving more than two terms. That's all you give your president. Let them search for their own 401k plan instead of the gross unfairness of awarding them their full salary for the rest of their lives after only serving one term. Stop paying for lawmakers' insurance premiums. After all, they're only part-time employees. They might pass some laws on the insurance companies if they had to find one themselves. Throw out of office every congressman and woman who didn't bother to read the biggest spending bill in history before voting for it. With the money you save from all of the above, put it into increased salary and benefits for the men and women of the armed forces. They never fail you. Start no war unless you intend to win it. Make English the official language of America. You talk of united we stand, but do nothing to make it happen. Give every legal immigrant a chance to succeed. Not one cent of taxpayer money for illegal aliens. We are a nation of laws and do not reward lawbreakers. Abolish the Electoral College and put the election of the president back in the hands of we the people. Bring back universal service. Two years in the military or two years in community involvement. Ensure your future. Rekindle the spirit of America. Service, honor, and duty to country. Give your young people a chance to understand they are entitled to nothing they don't earn. Wake up, America. You've allowed yourselves to become little more than cowering spectators, watching the nation your grandparents built, the richest, most powerful, most self-sufficient republic in history, with the highest standard of living any nation ever achieved, now in the middle of the greatest unprecedented decline in modern history. The world's only superpower can't defend its borders, balance its budget, win its wars, manufacture its own products, or protect its own currency. Your total government debt obligation in the next several years is approaching the gross domestic product of the entire world. You've diminished the future of your children, grandchildren, and ten more generations of Americans. On September 11, 2001, 300 million Americans put aside what divided them and rallied around what united them. You proudly flew your flags, wore T-shirts that said, These colors don't run. Then your leadership told you to do nothing. Let your professional army do the fighting. Perhaps you learned to do nothing too well. 233 years ago, the silent majority in Boston got fed up with taxation without representation and held a little tea party to prove the anger of we the people is on the march. It started the first American Revolution. Now it's time to start the second American Revolution. Take an envelope. Put a tea bag inside. Simple. Seal it and send it to your non-representing representatives in Congress. They'll get the idea. We're mad as hell and we want our country back. Look in your mirror. There's your leader. Phone your talk radio host. Call for a tax protest. Set your internet communities on fire with the idea. But if you decide to do nothing again, then buy a gun. You'll need it. My name is Thomas Paine. Don't give up hope, America. Your country needs a new greatest generation. Answer the call. Get into the fight. It's a good time to be a patriot. The second American Revolution has just begun. Well, well said. But, Annie, I got to tell you, I disagree. I mean, why do we need elections? I mean, we got the good people in office. I mean, gosh, we got people like Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. Why would we ever want to get rid of people like that? Oh, gee. Why don't we pass the bill so we can see what's in it? Wow, come on. That was that was for you, for your husband who's making ends meet, for me, you know, for Jermaine and Bob USMC. Ooh. We don't 
we don't even have oh, to we, worry we, about when we die either, because as we get older, the doctors are going to decide whether or not we can get uh, dialysis or or chemotherapy. Oh, jeez! He's he's Go got ahead. a small business that he's a sole employee of, which means he gets to pay. Oh, let's see. This next year, about $700 in health care insurance. And this past year, he's paid zero because he's on my policy. But now he's going to have to pay $700. Oh, but let's see. He's had a total of five jobs this year at $300 a pop. So he's only so far earned 1500 So approximately half of what he's earned in the first half of this year is going to go to health care insurance. Obozo, I'm sorry, Obamacare. Uh, does this make sense to you? Well, we already have policies in effect that we don't have to uh, do anything about. And already, my health care has already gone up in the past year. I've gotten something about, I would say, close to about $30,000 in bills in the past year for our health care insurance that should have been covered by our current insurance, but they're no longer covering it because Obozo Care is going into effect. Thank you, Obama. Wow. Well, not to mention he's re-signed the Military Commissions Act for an extra five years. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really understand why it is that we need to value this so-called declaration of independence or this constitution when we have just these leaders that for all intents and purposes <laughs> don't value anything including we the people <laughs> Oh boy I'll tell you even if you wanted to defend these losers you can't People like Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, and even the Republicans, for that matter, have basically are criminals. If this were the 1700s, they would have been executed by the farmers and peasants with pitchforks and shovels and ropes for hating everything that these wonderful soldiers have fought to defend. The the Declaration starts out with, we the people, so does the Constitution. The Declaration clearly spells out we the independence of this country. We hold self-evident that all first, men are created equal, that are, they are endowed by their creator with certain un, inalienable rights. Amen. You know, these are words that are true, and we have someone in the chat room who, who, who feels that he, because of his race he's being oppressed, but you know what? He oppresses himself or herself, I don't know if this person's male or female, by trying to make it an issue. If you look beyond that and simply act like a, a, a human being in society, maybe people will stop looking at you as if you are being an oppressed individual. The more you make yourself a victim the more people are going to ignore you and your issues. The more you turn around and try to become a member of society, maybe the more people will accept you and give you a hand up. You know, this is the one thing that drives me nuts. People turn around and go, oh, it's me, 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 my, 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 oh, my goodness. You hate me because I'm female. You hate me because I'm Hispanic. You hate me because I'm black. You hate me because of this. Hello, you don't know me. You don't know what I like or dislike. You have no idea about me. But the moment you pull that crap, I am definitely not going to like you. I don't care who you are or what you are. You just got on the wrong side of this woman. You know what? we Get a life. Oh, all righty. That is <laughs> that is my sidekick and partner on Tuesdays and Fridays. Don't you wish I did this on my show? <laughs> well, oh man, See, that's the thing. <laughs> as much as I can't stand you, Obama, and he doesn't like any kind of combat. Like I said, <laughs> especially if it comes from me. But anyway, that's how it works. That's life. Get your own show. You don't like it. 
When a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. As I close, I say it is the right of we the people to get rid of all these idiots that have been bringing our country down, led by Barack Obama, who believes in nothing that this country is founded on. On behalf of Annie, Dr. C. Robert Jones, CGT's tonight at 1130 on Rodney King. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.